0: Welcome to another episode of Dying for Midnight, D.F.M. Be mindful of your surroundings while tuning in. There might be a fellow listener, and they're a lot closer
1: than you think. Knife. Check. Four dead bodies in a
2: circle of blood. Check. Virgin. That's going to be a tough one.
0: Everybody, Welcome back to episode 31, where we're talking online profiles, pickup lines, and deadly pretenders. The 2017 British gem, indie gem, double date. What exactly was Demonette up to there? It sounds like something no good.
2: Who knows? We'll find <laughs> out.
0: As always with DFM, everybody, we are a full spoiler horror pod. If you're a spoiler hound or you want to come chill with us after watching, please do. You can find us on all your favorite platforms. This week, Carrie, Jake, and I, we're talking British serial killer sister's gem uh, that highlights both the toxicity of males, the anti-toxic good guy, the pitfalls of dating, and dating that includes the use of smart tech. Carrie, I'd like to see a double date. Part two, where AI is involved somehow. Ooh. I feel like that's the next evolution of the horrors of dating subgenre. Now, wolf. what do you have for us? Oh, that's right. We've got a special message to Jake, the Midnight Traveler, and his new wife, and Jeanette. Carrie, why don't you read what uh, the Malewolf handed us over there?
2: Okay, the Malewolf says. Congratulations, Jake and Anjanette. You're
0: going to blow my drums out. Sorry,
2: Carrie and I couldn't be there for your special day, but we were with you in spirit. I heard there was quite the open bar and spread of good foods I probably shouldn't have. Love you too. Now pass the kibble.
0: It's from the Melwoof. <laughs> okay, Melwoof. Uh, no, go lay down. You've had your fun now. Uh, what? Wait a second. No, no, no. Come back here. you have got something else. Don't skimp out on me. Okay, Jake, what,
1: what does Jake have to say about the double date? Good boy. Case and carry. Hey, I'll have you know that I was matched with a 13-year-old Korean boy, and I tell you, he had an impressive Warhammer collection. Greetings, my garish ghouls of all things ghastly. Once again, I, Jake, the Midnight Traveler, am here on the scene to lay down some views and truths about all things that go splat on the screen. Continuing the trend of newer, never-before-seen films from the last few years with this week's selection, we look at this little gem from the United Kingdom that was not so easy to find. With the DVD rental store sadly a distant memory, I looked to the various streaming services to find this one, but other than a trailer on Amazon Prime, I was 100% unable to find this anywhere to stream. I would then have to hit a few local stores to buy a copy. But you two came to bat for me, and one hot afternoon I received the package with this film on DVD. Warms my heart. You guys are too good to this wandering nocturnal rambler. So thanks solely to the two of you, I was able to see this week's feature, Double Date. As a recovering virgin myself, I can understand all too well the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune that is trying to get laid in the modern world. Now, not to say that either of the sexes are without their own pressures, this film focuses more on what a lot of males face when they come up short in the dating game. Men are expected to be studs, throwing down and getting down with anything in front of them. And any who aren't that ideal are looked at as lesser than, which makes it hard for some out there to relax enough to find a groove and come across with the right level of confidence to land whatever they may be looking for. This is a situation that our protagonist Jim finds himself in. He isn't a hunk, but he's not a goblin and facing the end of his 20s, and he still possesses his V-card. Yeah, things are getting dire for him. Tagging along as an almost hapless guide is Alex, who has more confidence that his bud doesn't have, but that isn't really saying much as he fails left and right to appear cool and not a complete and utter ball bag. In come sisters Kitty and Lulu, two good-looking ladies who cast their eyes to our aforementioned males. The only problem is that there are also serial killers who need a virgin to bring their father back from the dead. Well, shit. That'll sure dampen the mood. What we really have here is a fun journey through various bars and clubs while trying to navigate whether our hero Jim will perish at the hands of a pair of femme fatales or bask in the triumph of love and cast his virginity to the wind. All in all... I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. It has a solid script and a solid cast, and it made this a fun little thing to watch on a Friday night. Kills were inventive, but I will warn you, you might need subtitles for some of the party scenes as the accents in this are thicker than the ass meat in a pair of yoga pants on a Kardashian. Hell, even after multiple replays, I still don't think I caught all of what they were saying. Also of note here is a they-live intergender fistfight here in the third act that deserves much more recognition to any self-respecting genre fan. Kudos to both Michael Socha and Kelly Wenham here for the effort. I got to say that they really do balance the jokes and the horror well here, which isn't an easy thing to do. I guess I don't have too much more to say on this here other than get out there and find it, if you can. It's worth it. This is a good little film here, and even with the flashbacks to my awkward teens, 20s, and, gulp, 30s, I still managed to crack a smile even when the joke hit a little too close to home. Would I have fared better than Jim? Definitely. Definitely. They would have killed me way faster as I stood naked in the circle still hoping I would get my bang on. Thank goodness for small and not so small miracles. See you next midnight, Jake. Um,
0: Jake, Kardashian yoga pants liner uh, will never be off trend. They're way too comfy,
2: for real. But spot on, Jake. Uh, I love the fight to the death at the end.
0: Um... We're going to move right along, folks. We're going to talk the poster. And other than maybe what some fan out there across the seas might have put together, (laughs) uh, the two official posters we're going to talk about today. One features just, well, really, they have the, when you think, what are the three colors on a horror poster? Black, white, and red. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty typical. Pretty typical. But the one stands out, which is the one most people see, like, whenever they can find the physical media somewhere. And we'll get into that a little bit later. The physical media for this is a pleasant surprise Um in terms of price anyways, but double date with the one sister kitty sitting back in this leather chair in a uh pretty saucy looking dress. Um That's the classic one for double date. Then there's another one that's come out a little bit more recently. Um, and funny enough, this came out on, in October of that year of 2017, and it's got the four faces that form the heart. Uh, and I, I actually have to go. I like the one with the heart in the middle up top. I do too. I was. I think that's say, my favorite. Yeah. I feel like the other one, while it's really cool looking,
2: it does grab your attention. Yeah, but it doesn't I, tell. Yeah, I, the story. You've of the got nature. this.
0: Is about four people. Yeah, not on a double one. date. Yeah. Although exactly. one
2: is a real psycho.
0: One is more kitty, our character here, is a little more psycho than everybody else, even though there's two psychotic killing serial sisters here. But um tagline, it's real simple. There's not much to say here. Um it's called Paint the Town Red. And I think that that Jake had mentioned this was that the fact that it just goes from place to place like a typical date double date would. Of course, is there really such thing as a typical double date? No, I think. I don't know, but this, that's pretty common. Definitely wasn't a typical Young double 20 date. Young twenty-somethings about to hit thirty, going to uh,
2: clubs and bars, the clubs and
0: bars, and being super awkward, and not really going, having dinner, going back and maybe meeting somebody from the family or a friend that you didn't <laughs> intend to, <laughs> and then going. I, anyways, I'm going to start rambling here, yeah. but paint the town red i like it it's simple but i feel like it's a little lacking i feel like with they, as much as much fun as we've had with this movie yeah i think that you and i can actually do better so carrie what is your alternate tagline for okay. double date nice
2: guys finish last or don't get to finish at all
0: <laughs> the, there are so many meanings in that right there i like it the, the ellipses too um Mine is like kind of like a throwback alternate tag here. (coughs) Sorry. It it doesn't involve coughing, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Um, Alex has plans for his friend Jim. Kitty and Lulu do too. (laughs) I like that one. I just thought like, hey, boys, this isn't going to go how you think it's going to go. Those two women from across the way, they've got something else in mind for you.
2: But you know what? Their plans don't go the same either. Uh Uh-huh. So it's, you could have a third of, you know, plans change. Don't always go the way Wait they're supposed to. Wait a minute, a
0: third? I don't, what's the, with the math here? What are you know. talking about? <laughs> Is that, you're not drinking alcohol right now, are you? I wish. What do you have, caffeine? Coffee. Okay, yeah, you, you need it. I don't know, <laughs> why did you insert a fraction in that? So, yeah, to my <laughs> earlier point about physical media and streaming with a double date. As Jake mentioned, uh, Carrie and I actually streamed this one a really long time ago. We do not own this on physical media. And actually, if there ever was an indie gem or a group of indie gems, we're going to be talking about another one next week, um, an American one. But I would get our next couple episodes, I would get these on physical media because it is getting hard to find yeah. some of these yeah. that, that have come out in the past five to 10 years. You're gonna want to you want to scoop these up, and especially now with something like Double Date, you might as well get the Blu-ray. Yeah. Okay, the DVD. Okay, if you're saying, hey, I could save almost two bucks, get it for just under seven bucks. The Blu-ray is only eight seventy-nine right now, and this, I mean, I'm just looking on Amazon. You could probably find somebody's used copy for a buck or two cheaper, but you might as well just get the brand new Blu-ray. I mean, that's such a cheap price for a Blu-ray for something that's a a hard to find gem but um you are not actually going to see this on streaming anywhere right now and that was the reason why we ended up shipping jake the copy yeah it's like hey it's on the uh, schedule we all got to be able to talk about it but more so than that i was just happy like he ended up liking it because everybody's got their own separate taste some things we like jake might not like and vice versa
2: we all really, I think, I really enjoyed this movie.
0: Yeah, this is the this is the one of the newer ones of the past ten years that we're we can all agree on. And next week's, Jake's excited about next week's with uh, Miss uh, Alexandra Daddario, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yep. Me and him had a little convo about Alexandra Daddario. Oh God! <laughs> Damn you, Woody Harrelson, um, director. I I have really admittedly have not heard of the director or the stars, but FYI, one of the stars was also the writer for this movie,
2: which is impressive.
0: So I, it's always interesting to me. Like I would love to interview him to see, did you, was it his idea to also act in it or was it the directors to say, Hey, you got to do this. Yeah. You wrote this character so well. This is you. You should do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, directed by Benjamin Barfoot, who of course is known for the movie we're talking about today. He's known for a lot of shorts. There's another movie coming out that he's doing. Uh, it's interesting because it's called Daddy's Head. Uh, so I wonder if he had some some other ideas coming yeah. up uh, that's uh, it's got some of the same things going on as this movie does. But um, I feel like there could have been a little, a little bit of a
2: prequel to this. Yeah, I, yeah.
0: I agree. So yeah, Daddy Said coming out in 2024 far, <laughs> by Benjamin Barfoot. Um, he's got another short called Fuse, another one called Fist. So he's relatively new to the movie-making scene. Um, the writer of this movie plays our main protagonist, Jim. Danny yeah. Morgan wrote this movie and starred as our friendly V-card ginger Jim. Uh, here's a question that... Nobody should have to answer, but it's like, did anybody come forward during the making of this movie and say, actually, I'm still a virgin? <laughs> that would have been an interesting <laughs> angle if somebody was. I that mean, it's nobody's business, but it's just, it would have been interesting if somebody was there, in the middle of making this. I like, do yeah, I do have know what to this feels say like.
2: that I think there is a trend of younger people where they are waiting longer.
0: Hmm. I do I think don't, that
2: that is a trend. I don't know. I don't know, like, to I, what extent... <laughs>
0: Do you think me as a 39-year-old man? So, which way you trend in, young person? Are you still a virgin? Are you not creeped out by me asking you this question? Do you think that this would go well for me if I somehow knew what the trend was?
2: No, I just... I think in general, a lot of people are talking about waiting... Till they're older and waiting till they can make better decisions well according
0: to our character alex played by michael soka they better grow a pair and just turn in their v card <laughs> so we've got not only our two best friends okay we've got the two sisters who really are the headliners here yeah the co-headliners and in some ways steal this movie away georgia groom is lulu who is the more reasonable of the two psychotic serial killing sisters.
2: She actually has a heart. (laughs) If you can. And Kelly
0: Wenham as Kitty will actually go after your heart. (laughs) Um, Specifically your blood. The blood is the key here in this movie. Uh, Lulu and Kitty. Those are some really cool character names that they chose. Um, We've got Dougie Poitner again. These are all a lot of these are UK actors that... Most of us probably aren't going to be familiar with unless you've really drilled down and looked into their career. Dougie Poitner, Stephen Barker. You had a flashback with Brooke Norberry as the young kitty. And then we've got some other things going on in the background. Maria Barr is a prostitute. Um, We've got a bunch of people that are clubbers. Girls at bar. Lady at bar. We do have a Sandra character played Rosie uh, Cavaliero. She was
2: the one that was the crier that puked in her bag. Oh,
0: that's right. Hey, you want to have sex with me?
2: And the police <laughs> come in like next time. She's a conscious person.
0: <laughs> and our our main man, Jim, was just like, he was like, I might as well just go along with this so I can get out of here. But um, lady bar. Lady at bar. Lady bar customer. We do have Alex's boss, Gwendolyn um played by uh jasmine uh joe hagan and then i'll tell you who i did recognize and i don't know what else he has been in but um the is it the dad or the uncle uh ken the uncle ken. yeah da- no, it, is, uh,
2: is, no is it i think it's his uh, dad, his dad. It's yeah dad. yeah
0: dexter played by dexter uh fletcher who was a really fun character and he is the one guys that figures out from the uh news report that the two women that these boys bring into the trailer are the ones that he sees on TV and He
2: heroically tries to save the boys.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um Speaking of characters in this movie, it's Yes, we've got a lot of people in the background. Yes, we've got kind of like the the drunk woman at the beginning who says, won't you have it's crying, won't you have? And we've got the dad. So we've got like a few side characters. We've got side characters that we don't really get to know that are killed so there's actually there's not a lot of characters this isn't like a typical slasher movie where you can name after name after name of victims and like oh remember how like our upcoming friday the 13th episode there's going to be a million character name drops in that episode This is not that. We've got our double date people, a couple of little people off to the side that have little five minute moments. A lot of the kills this happen is a,
2: off camera.
0: Off camera. And it's a very intimate yeah. movie. Very small. Um, it works though. Favorite character. We don't have too many to choose from, no. but I, I think we both like who we picked and had a lot of fun with yeah. who was here.
2: So my favorite was was Danny. Uh, or um, was Danny is... The actor playing Jim.
0: Jim. Yeah. Yeah. He played that character. That's my fault. I put that on the yeah. episode guide. My bad.
2: He played that character so well. You know, the social anxiety of dating, you know, trying to be a good guy, just trying to be a nice guy. And then when he's on drugs, it's his filter goes away and he just starts having a really good time. He starts connecting. Now, I'm not advocating doing drugs or denouncing him, but you know seriously, he loosened up. Which is what he needed. You know Kids,
0: but, if you want to relax, have some of this dope.
2: I mean, he was not so nervous. Almost his he's Come on, his,
0: Carrie, everybody's doing it.
2: Almost like he's his own worst enemy getting to his own head. But the silent singing moment in front of the Jesus picture <laughs> Where where his parents just start, you know, singing together as a family, like this like birthday song that they made up, (laughs) Uh, you know, the drugs just take him further along than everyone else. And they're just like. He's touched
0: by Jesus. Oh, yeah, before you know it, he's, like, the only one. He's, like, silently go, going up and down and, like, singing and doing these little moves, these little hand gestures. <laughs> and Lulu slaps the shit out, out of him yeah. to
2: snap him out he's of it. He's been
0: touched by Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that was a good moment. Um, I'm going to have to go with Kitty, the, the really, really psychotic sister. I mean, they're both psychotic, but... You know, Lulu is the more reasonable one. She, like you said, does have the heart. She grows to, you know, like our main character, Jim, in this one. Um, Kitty, it takes Kitty a little while longer to, quote-unquote, like the Alex character. And it's a very (laughs) fleeting moment that we're going to talk about in a little bit um, (laughs) that made that scene pretty funny. Anyway, so... But the scene where Kitty is training and and then, okay, I guess we're going to talk about it now. The knockdown drag out fight between her and Alex takes it to the next level. And at the one point after they're like chipped teeth, blood pouring out of the mouth, gashes to their eyebrows, just like full on. Like Jake mentions, like, the They Live like felt like a 15-minute fight.
2: MMA fighting. And,
0: and, and then all of a sudden they stare at each other and then just start making out like crazy. It's like, For a oh, second. It's like, yeah, this is hot. <laughs> and Beating then... the tar out of each other. Um, it's one of, if not the best horror action fight scene of, like, the past two decades or something. I don't know. I don't know how to quantify it other than... They went it, all out. They went all out, as Jake mentioned... Uh, shout out again to, uh, Michael Soka and Kelly Wenham, uh, because that was impressive, especially in the moment where he takes the fricking shelves and throws it on there and gets on and stomps 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 stomps, and then she still comes up she's got she's got the stamina that he does not have yeah he's like trying everything he can and that bitch won't go down he's
2: just like leave me the fuck alone
0: well you know what was really interesting about this movie called double date is that at one point during that fight towards the end He finally said, like, he, you could tell he was hesitant to fight back at first. Mm -hmm. And then it went from, like, a shove to a punch to a harder shove and a harder punch. And then eventually he knew, like, there's nothing else I can do except go all out.
2: Yeah. This is life or death.
0: And at that point, because he keeps saying, he's like, are you for real? Are you in his very thick accent? You for real, (laughs) bud? And he's like he yells at one point after knocking her around and he and she basically like that at that point she was finally shocked and he's like i'm a fucking man like what do you think basically like if you're gonna go there what do you think's gonna happen i'm gonna if you're going all out and this is for real and life is on the line i'm gonna start acting like a man and go all out on you and he so when he yells at her then it became the like not only a battle for their lives, but a battle of the sexes. Cause he screams as he's missing teeth. I'm a fucking man. (laughs) And that just, just like, it was such a weird feeling to laugh them because it's like, no, I, I don't ever want to get into a fight with a woman because it would be such a weird feeling. But if she's trying to kill me, at what point do I discern that? Okay. I can stop worrying about beating on a woman and I have to beat on this woman or, or I'm going to die. <laughs> well,
2: think about it. He goes from thinking, I'm going to have sex. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to have sex now. She tells me to take off my clothes. Okay, And he's just in his boxers. And he's. she tells him to turn around. He turns around. Okay. He starts professing. That even though he likes to think of himself as cool and whatnot, but he just really, he's like, I really like you. You know? He's, like, professing, like, part of his soul. And he turns around right as she's coming up on him to stab him. Hmm. And it's like, what? (laughs) So he goes from thinking, I'm going to have sex, to I'm not fighting for my life.
0: So... Maybe we can talk about it. Because this circles back to the opening. She's obviously got a routine. What is that song that they play at the beginning? Because that's, that's like an 80s song. Oh, yeah. Is it like Only You or something like that? I've,
2: no, it's I No. I've heard that song it's before. It's a very popular song.
0: Um, we're really dumb for not noting it. <laughs> um, maybe we can come back to it. Um, maybe if I look on like Discogs or something like that.
2: And if you look probably through the music for, for this, you could probably figure it your out. Your lucky
0: night, man-eaters, the three of us together again, trailer song, this is your time, what's with the t-shirts, fuck you daddy, run to your mama, it's none of those. No. They got the rights to a song. And yeah, um, it's not
2: part of the soundtrack.
0: But uh you know who should be part of the soundtrack in a very funny way should be crabs <laughs> the band crabs in there the yeah. little what is that? It's like the little two person band or something from
2: and what a singer I don't know I but don't it was know. terrible
0: it was really terrible, but it was really yeah. so so that this bleeds us right into death effects because the opening kill with that song that i it's my favorite kill yet I can't name the damn song that's playing um Dear listener, what is that song out there from Double Date? Um, Carrie, what about you for favorite death and effects?
2: Uh, it, it's hard because, like I said, there aren't a ton of deaths, and a lot of them are off screen. But I think Kitty's death is nice. It's bloody. It's gory. She gets the shovel to the face and the nose bone uh, areas lodged into her brain. She's choking on blood, and it's done by her own yeah, sister. They sh-
0: the, the effects on her face with her nose smushed up, she had like the pig nose look going on because yeah. her her nose bone was just like crunch up into and her it, brain. It's
2: like it's like almost full circle because she hits Jim with the shovel, and Lulu gets back at her oh, yeah. and hits her with the shovel.
0: That's a good point.
2: Because she was trying to let Jim go, she was telling Jim to run. Hmm.
0: Sorry, folks, we can't figure out the name of the song. But speaking of dating and things coming full circle, you and I doing this horror pod together. Um, let's you and I look back, Carrie, on each of our cringiest personal, or maybe one, if not just, just one of the cringiest dating moments that you've ever had personally.
2: I didn't really date a whole lot. So this, this is the hard one, I guess. uh, I had, I had like went through a
0: year and a half period where I dated a lot, like not every single week. But I I would say I like a dozen girls. I was very choosy and very picky. I purposely, after somebody decided not to be choosy for a year and just see what happens, like, I definitely rolled the dice. I went out of my way to roll the dice more for one year to see what would happen. I didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I went against everything in my being. Nope. So anyways, sorry. Um, You go first with your cringiest dating moment.
2: I guess I have to say it was a blind date. I was... Going to go to prom, junior prom, so I was 17, by myself. And my cousin's boyfriend at the time set me up with one of his friends. Uh, We went to a Chinese restaurant. Right away, I knew this place wasn't very good. (laughs) It was not the place I would have chosen. Uh, So that puts me in a mood.
0: (laughs) I would be put off right away by that because... Right away, it's like, you're taking me here. Like, and not, I could see if he was like from another area, kind of like how you and I got together. And He was
2: from a different area. We were meeting, he picked me up and we
0: were. Your cousins weren't
2: though. My cousins were from a different, they were, they were from the one area. They were all went to school together.
0: I see. Okay.
2: And my cousin decides to choose this place.
0: So wait a second. You're saying you wanted to be, you wanted to be the bossy date who said, "Uh uh-uh. We're not going into the place in your town. You're all coming to my town, to my no, favorite no, no. spot.
2: <laughs> they wanted to go into my area, but they didn't ask wait, me. Wait, what are we
0: talking about here?
2: <laughs> they didn't ask me which Chinese restaurant to go to.
0: Mm.
2: See, I would have told them straight out which oh, one to go to.
0: Oh, so they, so they went to your area and they chose the wrong place. Yes. Okay.
2: So right away, I'm disappointed. So wait a second. Why didn't you just speak up? It was too late by then. Hmm too late but um you know it was mediocre food you know the blind date element the guy
0: he yeah and, that's that right he, there the the bad food right off the if you combine a blind date the whole idea of that and bad food it's like forget about it the bad food already makes it worse yeah it's like fuck this like because yeah. at least see but here i'm somebody that if i'm really with people that i don't want to fucking be with i don't care where i'm at i actually just want to get the fuck out of there it could be our favorite place and actually would enrage me that maybe it was one of my favorite places and the date sucked because then every time i went to that place i'd think about that date or i'd be pissed that i had the opportunity to enjoy good food instead i was with this motherfucker over here
2: well let me finish
0: anyway sorry oops i hit the mic but me he, sorry.
2: He and me and the guy we had nothing in common. He didn't talk very much, and when he we did talk, got
0: nothing in common. No breakfast at Tiffany's. No. Wow, no xylophone. Oh shit. Let me finish. That <laughs> xylophone is only supposed to be reserved for when I get off track. Am I getting your story off track? Yes. Okay, I count. Sorry. Bye. Okay,
2: so. He didn't talk very much except about cars. You know, cars are cool and everything, but I don't know that much <laughs> about <are> them. Cars are cool. <laughs> I don't know that much about them. I, I can't fix one. I can't do this, do that.
0: You're not going to get into I, passionate detail about cars. No, yeah, no. I got it. I got it.
2: Um he didn't ask what I was interested in. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Not very good matchmakers here.
2: No. The worst part. And this, till this day, this is the fastest date I've ever been on. <laughs> Two hours from start to finish, from pickup to drop off.
0: And that, but then the actual date itself at the restaurant had to have been like, what, 45 minutes or something? Yes. Oh my word.
2: It was, it was terrible. See, I've,
0: we'll get into mine later. I've got terrible. the opposite problem in my story.
2: Um, the worst part was when he dropped me off. And... <laughs> He asked for my oh, number oh, and, I, really? and I, I said to him, I said, are you sure?
0: <laughs> Wait a second. Do you think that he felt like bad and he thought, oh, maybe I should just go through the motions here?
2: I think so. Oh, that's so
0: weird. But like,
2: don't ask for my number. Carrie,
0: like, Carrie, can I have your number?
2: I, 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 I was reluctant. I was really reluctant. Because you lead
0: anywhere, even with bad Chinese.
2: I was like, "Are you sure?" Oh, he God. he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You're nice," and I'm like, "Which is code for I don't like you."
0: You're nice,
2: <laughs> and I was like, "Okay."
0: Can you be more descriptive?
2: You're nice. <laughs> I said, "Well, here's my number." You're,
0: she's amenable. She'll go anywhere I want to go and listen to anything I want to talk about.
2: <laughs> I was like, "Here's my number." She doesn't
0: talk back either. <laughs>
2: I I, I knew full well that he was never going to call me. And I I even remember messaging my cousin's boyfriend. I said, don't
0: ever set me up ever again. (laughs) Did she still try afterwards?
2: Not my cousin, my cousin's boyfriend.
0: Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Did they ever try afterwards? Anybody? Yes. Why do I feel like your sister and your one cousin who were really close together? They never tried any of that? Nope. Okay. See, they knew better.
2: They knew better. They yeah, knew they figure, knew not to figures. mess with that.
0: That figures.
2: They were they were all cool with me going to the prom by myself. They were all like, "Yeah, go and have fun." Okay.
0: I, I just so a double date idea has come up again, or a blind date idea has come up again, and because of this experience, you said no fucking way.
2: No, I. You did, still did a blind date after it, this, but it was not a double date.
0: Oh, okay. So it you were left a blind date. You were left to suffer in silence in this. And time. oh,
2: by the way, we met at the restaurant. So I had my own car that I could go back and bail on.
0: Okay, well that's good. That
2: was my terms.
0: I'm so glad that you told that story. I think I remember you telling me a little bit about but that before. Funny enough. Yeah.
2: The guy that I went on the double date with, he ended up fixing one of my
0: cars <laughs> later. How much later? Like, Do you remember? 2 years later okay because he was like, friends was there like did you just see him in the distance working in the car no, or no, no, you actually no. interacted
2: no i actually interacted
0: he's like hey what's up yeah Want to go for some chinese again
2: <laughs> we laughed about it we laughed about it uh in the end it just he was so into cars what year was
0: this do you think that oh, you saw him again
2: 19 probably. oh so
0: like sometime freshman year college something like that early yeah
2: probably early freshman year yeah i had backed into my uncle's mailbox (laughs) and he got the ding out of the car (laughs) he founded it out
0: let's see a mailbox he did it for pretty cheap door
2: he did it for really cheap (laughs) yeah okay okay it was it was it was definitely a good deal so i i got a good deal off of fixing the car
0: so there's your story is kind of like the juxtaposition, or really not. It's really just the opposite of my story in terms of the amount of time spent on a terrible double date or a blind date. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Mine wasn't. I'm not
2: giving a name.
0: Yeah. No no, no. 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 I don't. No. No. Don't. Don't no. name names because yeah. I'm. I'm not naming names either. Um, mine is not a blind date or a double date. Okay, so I, I kind of sort of knew this person and I'm very much a surface level. I'm not going to name names. But let's just say this person's name rhymes with Ivana. Okay? It actually does rhyme with Ivana. She reminds me of the attitude from the girl... The son character meets. You remember the movie The Great Outdoors? Yeah. Where he's at, like he's there shooting pool, and he meets the girl. Oh, so you get to meet cute? No, 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 no. no. What?
2: That's in a in a rom com. You have like this, like cute meeting.
0: Jesus, that's how much you love rom coms. There's like terminology. There's ter- oh, there is terminology. Oh, God, there is. Oh shit! Mystic Pizza has a pool scene. Yeah. They're shooting pool at Mystic Pizza. Fuck. This is another element of rom-coms. Jesus. Fucking Mystic Pizza. It all comes back to Mystic Pizza, I'm telling you people. God damn it. I, I like Mystic Pizza. It's it's just an on, ongoing joke with me. Um, Julia Roberts. So, yeah, where the hell was I? Hit that fucking xylophone. You're playing pool. Hit that xylophone. Because, you know, I feel like you earned this one, given the pool elements of the rom-com subgenre, but no in the great outdoors john candy's son like accidentally his pull cue kind of goes in through in between her legs behind him and this girl this ivana quote-unquote um had the same like l- little attitude smart mouth a little bit foul definitely a local yokel cute i i have to give her credit because this girl I um, think it was, like, freshman year, high school. You could say pretty much anything around her. She had older brothers. So she came, like, right up to me, very direct. Not in a promiscuous sort of way. It was just like, hey, you're cute. I like you. Just very outward with it. I
2: could see you liking that.
0: Yeah. And it just... She, like, totally made me feel comfortable right away. I mean, she stroking my ego a little bit, too, from the get-go. So that in some way maybe she was trying to kill me she was getting my guard down but anyway she had older brothers you could say anything around this girl like nothing like i wasn't going out of my way to be some kind of chat or some kind of toxic dude but it's just since she had older brothers you know She's she would to, to she guys. wouldn't get grossed out she wouldn't you mm-hmm. know you could joke about anything she heard it all already from her older bl- brothers but anyways um Yeah, freshman in high school so right away um she she goes to a neighboring school we don't see each other in school because we're only freshmen we can't pick each other up and drive anywhere together without help so this one with ivana this date lands within like the first three to five real dates that i've ever had so in one night a date that i was just hoping would be quick which is the opposite um, of probably what you were looking for in your date. I thought we were just meeting at the bowling alley and here her best friend comes with her to the bowling alley. So I end up being a third wheel. I I don't blame her because while we had already met once and talked on the phone a little bit, she doesn't know me all that well. So again, I don't blame her for bringing a friend. Her best friend's parents Mm. dropped them off. So I don't ever get to meet her parents or her brothers that she talked about, which is fine. It's the first time we're doing anything together. But it's still, it's just like, oh, you know, like the little wave from the car, hi. Because let me tell you, if it was my daughter, not unless she was sneaking. She could have been sneaking and she not telling been. her parents what she was up to. Oh, yeah, we're me and so-and-so are just going to the bowling alley, not telling yeah. them the other part where there's a guy there waiting yes. for you. So at one point we're bowling. They start yapping so much. Um, About things I couldn't really interject on like somebody from their school did this people that I didn't know. So right away, I was like, okay, this is starting to get a little old. I don't know if it was nerves or something. And that's why she just kept talking to her friend instead of me. I mean, you know me, I don't think I smelled or anything. But I, I just couldn't interject in their conversation. There wasn't like a natural thing. So and it, you know me like if I want to talk to somebody I just start Yeah, you know, I'll go right up to them. Yeah, a perfect stranger. I'll go up and start talking to them. Yeah right? So you're
2: better at that stuff than me.
0: So I went to the back room of the bowling alley Shenango bowl away That was my one of my joints back in the day Um, they had a pool tables back again to the pool tables, right? Uh pinball machines told the two girls my date and her bestie that I had to go to the bathroom. What I really did was I was playing around of Terminator two and kiss pinball because it was like back around a corner. I couldn't see what I was doing. I was like just killing time thinking of an excuse to go back home. Um, I wasn't pissed, but I was just kind of like after two hours I was getting bored. It's like, okay, they're just going to be talking to each other. I'm kind of like an afterthought. I, I liked her. I thought she was attractive, good personality just really became focused on talking to her friend. Like, not outright, like, giving me the shoulder, but just, are we going to have anything to talk about here? Like, are you going to ask me about anything? <clears throat> so anyways, probably overthinking it. Probably. But just as I, I actually did return from the bathroom, Ivana grabs me, takes me one of the corners, and proceeds <laughs> to shove her tongue in my mouth. And I'm like, okay, we haven't even had a real conversation yet. And then guess what? It's not like I've been taken off guard by really awesome kisses, like where I'm in the middle of something and then you'll just grab me and kiss me or something like that. Um, I think that happened to me like one or two other times before you and I, what are you laughing about? What are you laughing about? Are you going to get me in trouble here?
2: I'm laughing about Okay, yep. you finish. You finish and I'll, I'll you finish your story.
0: I'm afraid here, but no. She grabbed me and she was like the worst 1000% the worst most awful kisser I've ever experienced in my life. Uh and I hadn't kissed and I hadn't made out with a ton of girls at this point. This is like 1998. I'm like 14 or 15 at this point. Um, I might have maybe like made out with four or five girls max between, wow. between sixth grade and this point.
1: That's,
2: that's pretty high from, you know, I think that's a good many.
0: Dude, this is including, I had like a makeout party of spin the bottle in seventh grade. Okay.
2: Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking of me though. Like I didn't make out with a lot of people.
0: So really counting the spin the bottle party, probably it's really like three. Okay. Who actually were like were into me and vice versa but it, if like looking back like in this little picture i have in my head it's like she took everything she saw in a movie and tried to replicate it like how in movies like their heads go back and forth when you know whenever they're making out it was this thing i felt like i had a wet mop all over my face okay uh. i'm not joking except like to that point she slobbered completely over my entire face, chin, and I actually think I got some of her spit up my nostrils. That's how I can't explain to you how terrible of it. This wasn't even a kiss. It was devouring. Now, I am all for a hot, sloppy, wet kiss when one is warranted, and it happens naturally. Wink, wink, honey. But this was as about as unexpected and awkward and sloppy of a date as you can get. Then Okay. You I have the opposite problem of you. I got dragged because there were no cell phones that any of us had in 1998 at this point. Um I got dragged with her and her friend to f- go see motherfucking Meet Joe Black.
2: That's a really good movie though.
0: It's a really good movie if you wanna watch that kind of movie at a late night showing. Not like <laughs> hey, it's it's after school, and let's go see the 7 p.m. showing. I don't know why I'm starting to talk like Steve's on, but it's like, it's 9 o'clock. It's a little bit late for my age back then, I guess, for a movie. But anyways, my point being is that two hours turned into five, and only was I bored to tears. But then I got a talking to because I came home later than expected. So three years later, I recall seeing this girl working at a sheets near Sharon, Pennsylvania on my way back from jet skiing with my friends and she remembered me, but it took me a minute to remember her. The only thing she said was I'll never give you my number again and I was confused. Um, I think it's because at some point after that night I stopped taking her calls and I had my mom like make excuses for me. So that's my story and That's probably, that's got to be my worst date ever. No, I've got another one. And I'll just say this. It was my short date that you experienced. And it started and ended. And the girl didn't even bother giving, she was one year older than me, could drive decided that she said, I don't really want to see you anymore. And she left and left me at at, at an Eaton Park and I had to call my grandparents to come get me. Oh my God. That was the worst one ever. But I wasn't mad because I had money and I sat there after she left and ate at
2: Eaton Park. And you were quite happy. And I brought
0: cookies for my grandparents. <laughs> so you know what?
2: Actually, <laughs> that, that, worked was a good, out.
0: that was a good date. <laughs> Anyways.
2: I actually, I've been on a couple of double dates. Yeah. And some of them, like not blind dates. I, I've only been on two blind dates. And, you know, I, I didn't have a problem with going on a double date as long as I was with somebody of my choosing and
0: wanted to. Yeah. So you were laughing about something earlier <laughs> whenever I was talking about unexpected kisses.
2: <laughs> something you don't remember. Okay, let's Because you it. were asleep. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> Who were you kissing while I was asleep?
2: <laughs> you. You woke me up. One of the nights, in the middle of the night, you were having a dream. Decided to passionately make out with me.
0: <laughs> oh, one of those kind of dreams. Okay. And then Maybe you I roll- wasn't making out with you. <laughs> yeah.
2: Who knows? You rolled back over and went whoever, back to sleep.
0: Whoever it was, you'd like to harness her again, wouldn't you? <laughs>
2: Let me tell you. I was up and awake because I was asleep yeah. when you started and you kissed me. And then you went back to sleep.
0: I see. So oh, so it was me giving you the unexpected kiss. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, did you mind that I did that?
2: No. I but it was I unexpected. Hard, it was unexpected and I had a hard time going back to sleep.
0: Okay. What were you thinking? Where did this come from? Yeah. It was hot. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Um <laughs> so speaking of double dates and hotness, what are you giving this hot bloody thriller?
2: A three and a half out of five. Yeah, enterers. same. Same. Yeah. It was a solid movie. There was a couple a couple of issues. Uh, like, you couldn't hear certain things in the club. It was hard to hear. Um, But this, you know, the overall storyline, yeah. and really for me... The I two, agree with Jake. The was,
0: accents were a bit much sometimes. There
2: was two scenes that made this movie for me.
0: And the music was a little glaring sometimes. It was. Which is kind of a knock for me.
2: But two scenes made this movie for me. The scene where... He's on drugs, singing with his parents, with his first date. Yeah. That moment, and then the fight moment, the fight to the death moment. Hmm. Oh, and by the way, we haven't gone into how the ladies who are are psychotic serial killers, why they're doing this.
0: Yeah, you're right. Shit, we completely glossed over that. (laughs) You mean the fact that they're trying to...
2: Bring back their dead father. With blood rituals. With blood rituals.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, we spoiled 99%. We just left a very important 1% out of this. <laughs> the whole uh, plot. Yep. What you won't do for your daddy. What a daughter won't do for her daddy. Um, I hope my daughter goes on a killing spring brings me back from the dead someday. I just don't want the flies all over my body. How can we prevent that? <laughs> Anyways, what's up next for the Dying for Midnight podcast? Next week we are at episode 32. We're talking another indie gem, which I'm really excited about, starring Alexandra Daddario, Johnny Knoxville, with a little switcheroo moment. It doesn't the characters aren't who you think they are. And on 929 episode 33, Carrie, we've got Ethan Hawke, Sam Neill, Willem Dafoe. Enough said.
2: Daybreakers.
0: That's right. Then we start our very first October Halloween 258 366 month. Starting with the first Friday in October, October 6th, episode 34, we're talking the original, Friday the 13th, where Steve Christie opens up his heart to Alice, his wallet to the Blairstown Diner waitress, and thankfully not a short shorts to the audience, Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th, 2023, episode 35, fully, fully, fully extended episode, parts two, three, and four. Okay, final chapter, not bar four. We're going to be talking about things like who's your favorite group of co-eds? Who's the most pers- <laughs> Promiscuous. Guess. Persnickety. <laughs> who's the Persnickety. Most, who's the most promiscuous? Who's your favorite survivor? Your favorite soundtrack moment? Jake is going to join us for a lengthy discussion where we each make those selections and we do a lot more. 1020, episode 36, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Donald Pleasance trades his trench coat for the clerical collar and Wang trades Shaolin and Shotokan Karate for a PhD in quantum physics. 1027 episode 37 Return of the Living Dead. It's really an all-star lineup. This is one of Jake's favorite, if not his favorite zombie movie. Just too many people to name outside of Linnea Quigley, Tom Matthews. Um, there's just so much more going on to this punk and Return of the Living Dead. Carrie, what do we got going on in November and December, which is basically kind of semi officially our first Hungry for the Holiday season here at yes. DFM? Yes,
2: we're kicking off on November 3rd, episode 38, Grindhouse. Ooh, what kind of meat do you like?
0: <laughs> White meat, dark meat, all will be carved.
2: November 10th, episode 39, the last horror film.
0: Trauma film.
2: Come for Spinell, stay for Monroe.
0: Eleven Seventeen, episode 40, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, which is a great pseudo-docu-horror about the Texarkana killings.
2: November 24th, episode 41.
0: Thanksgiving week. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that's our Black Friday special. Attention all shoppers. Uh, To kick off December, yeah, December 1st, we've got Gremlins for episode 42. Careful with your water over there, Carrie. What do we got for the next one? 12-8
2: Twelve Eight episode 43 black christmas it's me billy
0: <laughs> no it's not the woman talking to billy it's billy talking to the woman hey it's me billy it's, well, it's my phone up to billy it's me billy it's my voice <laughs> it's me billy it's my voice hello billy it's me <laughs> ready for a double date billy so, 1215, episode 44, we've got something a little different. We've got Dead End with Ray Weiss, who takes us for a ride. And to end our season, we've got episode 45, final episode on Friday, December 22nd. We're talking in modern Hammer film. The Lodge. Now, Carrie, what do we have going on for segment two, or etc.
2: Dun-dun-dun! We're talking Jennifer's body. Ooh,
0: bonus time. All right, the double dose of The Horrors of Dating. I like it. Love you guys. Intermission time. See you soon. So, you want to know the
1: story of Splatterhouse, the new horror video game for TurboGrafx-16? They say he stalks the old haunted mansion. They say he's looking for his girlfriend. They say his only weapon against the maggot-eating ghouls who took her is a
0: two-by-four. And you say you want to play this game? Splatterhouse. Only for the TurboGraphic 16 system from NEC.
1: No one believed Charlie's neighbor was a vampire. Got me, Charlie! He, he bit me! Until it was too late. Um, now, Charlie has to find a way to stop him.
0: Peter Vincent, ready to do battle with the undead. <laughs>
1: Beware of the evil that awaits you on Fright Night, Friday night at 8 on Q13.
2: Hi there, I'm Dumpy the Pumpkin, Carvel's Halloween Ice Cream Cake. I weigh 44 ounces and serve 10 to 12 people.
0: Happy Halloween Party! I'm Wicked the Witch, and I weigh 45 ounces. We're both made
2: fresh daily at your participating Car. My frame
1: store. You want to send one to a friend please phone eight hundred three two seven gift and call a cake honors most major credit cards. Thank you
0: Okay, guys, we are gonna dive right in to jennifer's body with kind of like a jennifer's body review light So we're just gonna go kind of bullet by bullet here with our thoughts We just decided at the last minute that we were going to do a little bonus review Yeah, so just you know bear with us as we kind of give some rando thoughts here and then um that should about do it for today. Yeah. All right, Carrie. You you start about. What are you thinking about when we saw Jennifer's body? Because it had been a long time it since we watched it. It has been,
2: it. and it's it's always one that I say I see it on TV, and I'm like, ooh, I love Jennifer's body. I love yeah. it. And but like I never rewatch it a lot. It's one of those like I love it, but there's always something else that I want to watch. Yeah. But I remember when we first watched this back in probably the. Be- beginning of red box netflix
0: dude so like right now it was i i f- feel like i'm in that moment where um megan fox is having the uh the moment that angelina jolie had with billy bob thornton where she's like doing the whole blood speaking of blood rituals <laughs> doing the whole blood vial with machine gun kelly and stuff and i am not into the tabloids you know, maybe as much as I used to be 20 years ago, but she's kind of going a little cray cray with the dark Hollywood Satanism stuff, but
2: it, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I, I'm just saying Who it's knows just what's like
0: real. Th- yeah, you're right. You're right. A lot Who of that could be real? staged. Anyways, I, I'm getting off track now. Sorry.
2: I mean, it, it's a fun movie. It It's got friendships, first loves. The movie plays on relationships. Um, You know, the friendship connection with the girls to be psychically connected. That's a little weird. You know, needy knowing, like, when she enters the house, anticipating things, knowing her friend really on this, like, ESP level. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, there's a cool moment at the end where you see the tables turn and the empty, shallow girl that everybody wants to screw does not win in the end. Mm -hmm. In the end... You know, if you survive a bite from a demon, it transfers powers. And so Needy is bitten and can float. She purposely got transferred into solitary confinement so she could escape and get back at the band.
0: Yeah, so yeah. So she she's the one, the Needy one, you know, yeah. uh, meaning intended with that name. Yeah. Uh, I see where you're going with that.
2: I mean, Jennifer, she's this really good looking girl on the outside, but on the inside... She's not a good person. She's self-absorbed, mean spirited, and needy, me mom. She's, she's always a-
0: making at least some kind of negative quip or like commenting on her looks and yeah. always trying to knock her down. And she does have her boyfriend going for her. She does have that connection.
2: Yeah. Needy and she's a good person inside to the point, you know, to the point of her detriment. Really great connection, like you said, with her boyfriend and that jennifer is, she is jealous of i know
0: they're walking in the hallways as soon as jennifer walks by she hurry up and grabs her boyfriend to kiss him in front of jennifer because that's the thing that she knows can get to her
2: yeah I, I mean jennifer can't connect with guys i mean she when jennifer says she's empty it's like a double meaning
0: oh, yeah, she's empty i need i need more blood you know <laughs> and, you need, and i also need more connection
2: needy has this deep deep connection with her boyfriend and I love the sacrificial scene where they're singing 8675309 by Tommy Two Tone.
0: So, the cast in this, and I'm going to talk about this in a little bit. Um, going back after, I, I love it when I've only watched a horror movie like once or twice max, and I haven't seen it in a really long time. Because what happened from 2009, and keep in mind, this is like. We were still, how many years do you have to be married to be considered newlyweds? Is it like three or five or something like that?
2: I, I want to say or is just two. An, okay. 2
0: okay So we were, we were right at the tail end of the newlywed phase, right? Or, or in the middle of it. I, listen, whatever, whatever with the labels. But we'd only been married for a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No kids, first jobs for The most part, if I'm remembering correctly, and these were the days where we were still getting the discs from Netflix, or we were driving down the road and getting the uh, remember when Red Wendy Box. Red Box, but Wendy's would the Red Box was next to the McDonald's, yes. But the wet, we would we- always go good to Wendy's, Wendy's, they would have the boneless uh, chicken, the ten- yeah, the, the chicken tenders or yeah. whatever they were. They're spicy, were really ones. good. They were, they were really, really good. good. I'm not a 10, I don't like boneless normally, but
2: they were crispy they
0: were really good the sauce was good end, they had a chipotle flavor remember that mm-hmm. but um good good for fast food yeah boneless wings okay let's be clear here yes. okay it wasn't like we were going for top notch no like
2: we were going for like oh fast food. we were getting a fix and, yeah
0: getting a fix not too proud to say i enjoyed my wendy's back in the day kind of gone downhill though mm. I, I and ours went out of business so there is no going back to wendy's nope. for us um yeah, we still lived in Maryland, and um, that was, like, our ritual. That was, like, a big deal for us. Like, we would get to Friday, and it's like, hey, guess what I found out was out. You know, I would go to the West. We would
2: always <laughs> reserve the Redbox. Let's Red be Box. clear
0: here. We had the BlackBerry phones.
2: Oh, those were the best So you were
0: still going on your laptop or your desktop, going to the Red Box website
2: reserving or the time.
0: Netflix and reserving ahead of time and say, like, ooh, look at this new horror yeah. movie. I've never heard of that. Oh wait, they finally got Jennifer. Me- Remember how they had Jennifer's body out and we didn't <laughs> want to spend it. Now it's on Redbox for like a buck.
2: Can I actually say I still have the app on my phone and I still could do that.
0: <laughs> the Redbox? Yeah. Yeah I don't I just I actually skeeve the idea of touching a red box machine I know. now. Ugh. Now, that one was good because it was at a very, very small town, McDonald's. And it
2: was outside. Not
0: a lot. Outside in the sun. The ones that are Walmart are, mm-hmm. like, high traffic, high... Yeah. Excuse me, high touch. No way. Mm-mm. No way. And I'm a, I, I've am always been weird about germs. But anyways, no, I... So, that was a big deal. So, I I recall... That this was, I'm pretty certain Jennifer's body was a red box purchase for us. Because we were kind of like, hey, remember that one with Megan Fox? Yeah, you know, the girl from Transformers. Like, she's doing this really cool looking horror movie. Seems like, kind of like a popcorn flick. A lot of fun. Got some dating and sex, teen sex stuff mixed in with it. Looks quippy. Let's do this thing. So, yeah, it's like, let's get the, we'd get the french fries and dip them in the frosty and have the red box. And uh, we would get movies like this. And uh, matter of fact, I am fairly certain, and I am going later this week and go back into the purchase history. I believe that the same weekend that we got Jennifer's body on Redbox is the same weekend that we also got T West's House of the Devil and watched it for the you first time. You might be time. right because it was the same year, and I remember I would usually get a couple horror movies, even if one looked better than the other. And I'm pretty certain we did a we one night we watched Jennifer's Body, another white, white another <laughs> another night we we watched the other one. I'm pretty certain of that. But anyways, I love it when a lot of time passes because in my head over the past 10 to 15 years that I haven't seen this. It's like, Oh yeah. Jennifer's body. It's like that horror movie for people who can only handle X, Y, Z paranormal activity. Yeah. Like that crowd. They would show the old paranormal activity ads of people in the theater with a night vision. It seemed like every little jump scare people were freaking out and people come out of the movie and say ridiculous things like this is the scariest movie ever. Oh, I'm never going to sleep. Just ridiculous outlandish. Pretty much staged reactions. Um, that's how I had categorized Jennifer's body in my mind. I can guarantee you I enjoyed it when yeah. we first watched it. But then it's like, yeah, it's Megan Fox. But now I, we go back and watch it now. It's like, dude, this was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. This is like a lot of fun. And yeah, there's the I can't even believe we're saying I have nostalgia from a 2009 movie. I know. We're getting old.
2: We are getting old. And
0: time is flying by. But anyways, no, I I actually enjoyed it more than I remember, more than I remember. So my thoughts, just to get a little bit more detail about Jennifer's body, um, I I recall the succubus plot and, and then just being pleasantly surprised throughout this film. The casting is excellent in Jennifer's body. It felt like every 10 to 20 minutes I was like, oh, wow, I was like remembering who was in this thing. Because I'm thinking, I'm seeing the two main girls in this and I'm like, that's it. That's all who's in this movie. Uh, and then it just, I felt myself every 10 to 20 minutes smiling at a new face. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe all that's right. So first, my first moment with like, oh my God, I forgot was Chris Pratt.
2: And I don't even remember that. In the
0: bar at the beginning of the movie. I, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't re- I don't remember any of these people showing up when I first watched it. But I'm like, holy shit, it's Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, 2009 signing, the same year that Parks and Rec comes out, okay? Really odd to see Chris Pratt. And then in the background of the bar is the Two Tickets to Paradise by Eddie Money song. is coming on. Because then a couple years later in Take Me Home Tonight, they're playing the Eddie Money Take Me Home Tonight song, right? So Chris Pratt and Eddie Money, (laughs) it just made me chuckle because it's like, Chris Pratt is involved with two movies that feature an Eddie Money song within a two-year period. It was just funny. It was like that's kind of a quirky little thing. Um, Now the band Low Shoulder, we've got the lead singer played by Adrian Brody. Completely forgot about that. I thought it was just some randomly good-looking frontman, like nobody of any name or whatever. And um, so, like Adrian Brody does this little movie where he's got this neat little part two years before he does Scream 4. Um, I don't know, like ten years before he does Ready or Not, basically, right? Yeah. Um, And apparently, remember that American Satan movie? Which we have on DVD, by the way. Um, Was supposedly inspired by the low-shoulder band in this movie. You know, using the demonic methods to get famous and whatnot, but the beginning of this movie, what really stood out to me, I thought about this, was the beginning is like low-key one of the best horror intros of like the past 20 years like the start of this movie is really like a mini movie within the movie at the bar like we get introduced to our characters we find out what their weekend plans are um i'm just saying like a bar shut-in horror movie needs to be a thing somebody out there get on that